0: He is the new World Heavyweight Champion. Welcome to Talkin' Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. Free agency has begun! Free agency has begun. Got a little bit to get to, not a lot to get to. The Giants, on day one, so far, recording at 10.30. Now that we have kicked off the show, I am now hoping for no news until until Tuesday. The Giants have signed Devontae Booker, and they've brought back Austin Johnson. Those are their first uh, uh, day one moves. Uh, we'll get all we'll get into all that. Justin, how are you? Well, it's day one. You know, to start off the show, we'll we'll
1: we'll start off with my favorite take of let's wait and see. That's that's the hopeful energy that I have, but besides that, the anxiety that was present post press conference, the anxiety that was present on Thursday's show. Kind of like, what are we going to do? Time is kind of running out. And then we kind of planned on recording an episode on Sunday, Bobby, because we thought that there would be more updates. But it turns out that Sunday and Sunday evening, we knew just as much about what the Giants kind of had planned as, you know, as much as we knew on Thursday. So still like a anxious, just day one, hoping for more. Guys are flying off the market. How
0: are you? Um, I'm, I am, I told myself I wasn't going to expect Kenny Galladay or like get my hopes up on it. Like he's definitely, I want him, but it's like, you know, now, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on Galladay because something, you know, by the time people are listening to this, people, you know, there's a good chance you know where he's going, but I am now staking all my hopes and dreams on Kenny Galladay. I don't care if that's, on un- yeah. if that's, uh, unrealistic or what, but I just, I want him so bad and it seems like it's down to us in Miami right now.
1: You know, a couple days ago, and I'm, you know, I might, I might have even said it on here, but I tweeted out, you know, you, I expect the smart and savvy moves. I'm not expecting the big splash. But then, even just looking at the mark, the free agent market itself, I mean, yes, I, I guess Corey Davis getting the deal that he got with the Jets, that's kind of like a smart and savvy move. But the rest of the moves that have kind of been made, that is at least reasonable, right? That is at least reasonable that we would think the Giants guys that they would go after. You know, like Leonard Floyd, for example. That that's a guy that was that's been tied to the Giants. I know, Bobby. I'm kind of jumping subjects here, but that's a guy that's been tied to the Giants for years since Jerry Reese wanted him, and the and the Chicago Bears actually jumped the Giants, traded up one spot ahead of them to dr- to draft them because everybody knew that Jerry Reese loved Leonard Floyd. Well, he got an insane amount of money today. Um, Nelson Aguilar is getting more. uh has a higher AAV than Corey Davis that's at least wow. for the next two years which is crazy. You know, we were thinking that Nelson Aguilar could be like a mid-tier guy that the, maybe the Giants could go after if everything else failed, not a day one acquisition. So the way that things are going in free agency right now, I feel like they're a little strange. Where last year it was kind of a little bit more spread out maybe, where now I think you look at the market, at least on the offensive side of the ball, and at least at the premier positions on defense like edge rusher, we're like,
0: yikes right now. Right? No. Kenny Galladay, the number was supposed to be at 20 mil, and it looks like it could be like 18, 17, 16, you know?
1: Right, but besides Kenny Galladay, like looking at just what are are the Giants' options after day one, besides Galladay?
0: I feel good, man, because I feel like the contracts aren't coming in too high. I think they're all like the edge we'll talk about with Leonard Williams. You know, uh, I thought those were all pretty reasonable deals, so I'm actually feeling good about the market. As a whole, um, you know who are some other things I'm feeling good about. I'm feeling good about Robert Sipper. He's sipping on some scissor. Mm. Sipping on some scissor. Ken Burn. Um, do you know his um, brother Bill Burr and his cousin Ken Bone? Burn or Burr? Burr. What did you just say? Burr. Well, who who big... would be Bill Byrne be?
1: I'm a big Bill Burr fan.
0: Every I think most people are. Now, I'm not the biggest stand-up guy, but I'm a big Bill Burr fan, so um shout out shout out Ken to your brother. Did you watch I, the show? Um F is for Family. I didn't see I'm not a big fan of the show, but I I I haven't watched it. I've only watched That's like fair. four episodes, but I, I like him as a stand up. Um, we got Michael J. Goodman. That I mean, he just sounds like a like a nineteen nineties like, you know, um boy band, Michael J. Goodman. Okay. And then Ben Rolo. Ben it's either Rollo or Rolo. I'm going I'm gonna go with Rolo. Arroyo.
1: I am sipping on some orange juice at 10.34 p.m. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Who are these um, people, Justin? They went to patreon.com slash talking giants. And we even had some new people in our Patreon stream tonight, which is awesome. You know, Giants are starting to make some free agent moves. There's no other place where you want to be. Patreon.com slash talking giants. $2 a month. Bobby sends you some stickers. Um, He may even send magnet. you a magnet. Magnet. Not stickers. I always get that mixed up. Bobby will send you a magnet. You get entered into some shirt raffles. You get to hang out with us as we record the shows live. Patreon.com slash talkin' giants. Let me check Twitter one more time before we get into it. I don't think you realized you you muted yourself to start a sentence.
0: Did I really? Yeah, you like let me check Twitter, mute. That's literally what you did. Oh. I'm see, I'm I was checking Twitter making sure we didn't miss anything. All right, so let's start with Devontae Booker since he is the new addition. You know, Austin Johnson, um, you know, that's I think that's an important signing and it's I think it signals some stuff with Dalvin Thomason. But Devontae Booker is the new player. Justin, Justin, do you want to talk about player or contract first with Devontae Booker? Contract. Okay, so he's 28. He's going to be turning 29 um, when the season starts. Right now, we don't know the details of it. So it's hard to get too, you know, like passionate about it one way or the other, but right now it's a two-year, $6 million deal. Now, with the way contracts are, we just saw Taysom Hill get a hundred, $140 million contract. I would assume that this is a very incentive-laden contract. I would assume that. I, I, I just, it makes sense. What was his salary last year, Bobby? <laughs> 910000 And that yeah. is where I don't like it. One, we are in day one. You don't like I've I've always been with Saquon on the team. You should spend the bare minimum on your backup running back, and people are like well, then you get a guy like Alfred Morris. Look at Alfred Morris as a backup. He did pretty decent. Like he did. Like Alfred Morris was was a was a pretty decent run, backup running back. Um, and the issue is like so if if he ends up if say this is an incentive base and he gets paid one hundred you know one million a year and you know probably no dead cap in, in year two and he gets cut or whatever one million a year so it works out. But where I don't like it, Justin, is I think we should set ourselves up to where we don't give our backup running back that option. Say Saquon does go down, you know, God forbid, next year. Now we are paying our running back an extra $2 million. I, I just think that's a spot where we shouldn't be spending money. It's not like last year. Like last year, you know, um, like Deion Lewis, it's Like we had money to spend. You know, it didn't stop us from doing anything. It was the end of free agency. Where this year, it just it doesn't make that time. A ton of sense to me, especially for a guy like Devontae Booker, who, I mean, it's not like Devontae Booker is like, you know, the the backup running back we're all looking for, even though I do like him. It's actually strange. I didn't recognize the ESPN
1: reporter that first reported it. So on Twitter, there has been such a problem of fake accounts reporting fake news. Like that, it's been a problem. And people at this point, they're doing it like for jokes and they're doing it just for whatever. They're doing it because people know that they get upset. So, Bobby, there was a solid two minutes where I was like, I'm hoping this is a joke. I'm hoping this is just a random, random account. And I mean, I had a check mark next to it, but um, that's so, so where the Giants are right now, post day one. And again, so many things could change. The Giants could go out, they could find a way to restructure Leonard Williams. They could find a way to get uh, Kenny Galladay. And then Bobby and I are having a podcast tomorrow night where we're celebrating and we're like, Ooh, yee woohoo!" But right now, day one, you know, where I'm at with the giants is not necessarily the players that they're choosing to bring in, but it's the fact that we are over and over again, investing decent money in depth players. That's the thing. It's not. De- it's not that. Oh, I hate Devontae Booker as a player.
0: I I don't think he fits. I look blah, feel like a better blah, than Goldman. It's just I don't get. I I I agree with what you're saying.
1: And you know, if if you are a person, and I feel like sometimes this is the same person. If you are a person that says, and this is almost to Bobby's point, the Giants need to go all in around Saquon Barkley. All in for Saquon Barkley. They need to shape this team around the running back, which I think is a flawed approach in today's NFL because it is a passing league. But you can incorporate Saquon Barkley into the passing game. So sure, let's go all in for Saquon Barkley. Let's form the offense around him. Offensive line, uh, pass concepts. Yes, 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 yes. But then also, I could hear people in the same breath go, well, I'm not sure if Saquon Barkley's going to suit up for 16 games. So we need to spend money on a backup running back. It's like you can't be half-pregnant. You can't. If you want this football team to be shaped around Saquon Barkley, it's got to be shaped around Saquon Barkley. And in a way, I would rather die trying doing that than trying to put a Band-Aid on with a backup running back, a 29-year-old backup running back. And this is another flaw in which the Giants, and this is even with Dave Gettleman, the Giants have not done. The Giants under Dave Gettleman, and they drafted Wayne Gallman. And clearly the Shermer coaching staff did not like Wayne Gallman. And even the beginning of the judge tenure did not like Wayne Gallman because remember, it was it was Freeman that was signed. It was Deion Lewis that was getting carries, and it wasn't until wasn't Devonta even Freeman. Week two. It, it wasn't even until Devonta Freeman got hurt, and then Deion Lewis started fumbling the ball a little bit. Then then Wayne Gallman got carries. So we had years of Wayne Gallman as Saquon Barkley's backup, and I put that in quotes even though he was clearly not liked within the organization or within the coaching staff, two coaching staffs, and we did not do anything in terms of trying to draft a backup running back. Where guess what, Bobby? You have that backup running back if he can work for you and if you like him. You have that backup running back for cheap for
0: four years. Or hold on to a guy like Javon Leak. I'm not saying Javon like. Hold on to a guy, like give him you know a chance to, to be something. We see that all the time. Expect not we're asking not asking us to get our starter, you know, from the seventh round or undrafted. Uh like I said, it's it just doesn't make sense to me when we're we're not looking to have a two back system. We're not. You know, we no. they are they're going to plan to use Saquon a lot, and they should plan to use Saquon a lot. I get he's coming off an injury. But and that's and it's just if we were at if we were at the end of free agency, Justin, and we happen to have you know, eight million left of spending. We kind of we filled our backup QB need. We got you know whatever players we wanted, and then they went and spent you know spent this on Devontae Booker. It would make a little more sense, but yeah, right now it's like it's like listen, we're we got it. You know, we don't get to keep this money. You know, it's, it's not going to roll over like it did last year, even though you know they didn't know at this time last year that it was going to roll over. It's, it's just like, a bad look. Like you, you could have got Devonte. What did Devonte Booker do? To go from a 910,000 player to possibly a $3 million player.
1: (laughs) And what is he going to provide on the Giants where he can realistically, besides Saquon Barkley getting hurt, what can he realistically do as a backup running back where he would be worth a possible $3 million cap hit?
0: And it's not like if Saquon does get hurt, it's like, well, we're still in good hands. We got Devontae Booker. Like this, it's. Now, I, I like Booker, and I think he's actually better suited for the role behind Saquon, better than Wayne Gallman or behind Saquon Barkley. Um, but yeah, it's just listen, I mean, it's not, um, I don't think, I don't know how make or break this contract is for anything else, but it's just, it, it doesn't make sense for this to happen on day one. It doesn't, no. because you could have gotten somebody like Booker later on. So we could have got something like Booker later on. It's not like Booker is averaging like seven yards per carry as a scat back. You know, he's he's a solid guy who has, you know, good balance and, and gets up field. So,
1: you know, and it? let's, and I think hopefully, we hopefully it ends to... up
0: being a $1 million deal and Saquon Barkley <sighs> plays a ton. I mean, that's, that's the hope regardless.
1: Yeah. And I think we need to quit it with the expectation of, and I know I'm not seeing this a lot, but just trying to think of, oh. We had this expectation with Deion Lewis that, oh, maybe the Giants are going to use him and Saquon in two running back sets, and they're going to motion Deion Lewis out as a wide receiver, or they're going to motion Saquon Barkley out as a wide receiver, and then we can have Booker and Lewis and Barkley on the field yeah, at the same time. It's, you know, we could we could come up with these theories, and we can come up with these creative things that they could possibly do with these players over the offseason, uh, but they're not going to do it. So it's not like they, they signed this guy and they have extra plans for him. I I highly doubt that.
0: No, I I agree. All right, let's talk about him as the player. Let's talk about him as a player because that's where we can be a little more positive. In 2020, he had 93 carries, 423 yards, three touchdowns, four and a half yards per carry, 17 catches, 84 yards. So those are good numbers. 2019 did not play a lot for Denver. You know, obviously this previous year, he was with the Raiders. Before that was with Denver. They only had two carries. Year before that, he had 34 carries, 183 yards, one touchdown, 5.4 yards per carry, 38 catches, 275 yards. That those are good running back backup running back numbers. So it, it, he will be a good backup. You know, a, at least he has been in the rules with w- in the role that he has been with Denver and the Raiders when he's had that chance. And I watch I watched film with him. I probably went through like 50 carries of his. I went through his blocking, his receiving. He is very similar to Goldman. Where he is, I'm gonna find the hole and I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna get upfield. I'm gonna get upfield and I'm gonna get my yards. And sometimes with him that leads to those big plays, those 15, 20 plus plays. Um, and he gets those as the spellback, where Gallman didn't really get those as the spellback. So uh, he's got good balance. He's not tackled easily. He knows when to you know uh, get get into the hole and and fall forward and get those extra two three yards. Sometimes there is like man if you. If you bounce this, there's an extra 15 yards out there, but it was um it wasn't a ton of plays like that where it's like he was just leaving so many yards on the field. So Shifty, I I, I think he's I do think he's better in this role than Wayne Gallman. Oh my gosh, Ruben Ra- Juli- Julius Randle just jumped up and double dribbled with down by three with three seconds left. Go Nets. Sorry. Cool. I like Devontae Booker in this role though.
1: Yeah, especially. I mean, let's just start off with the receiving
0: game. Um, did you did you talk about that at all? Uh, he had some decent numbers, but he wasn't. His receiving game wasn't blowing me away, really.
1: Well, it, let's. I mean, let's just compare it to Gallman, right? Gallman, the receiving game was just non-existent. Right. It's somewhat existent here, um, where. I don't know if I'm expecting the Giants to bring in, uh, God willing, they're not bringing in another running back, which they're investing a ton in, right? So you would think the one-two punch is going to be the majority. It's going to be Barkley and Booker. So the reason why you feel better about a one-two punch of Booker-Barkley versus Gallman barkley you know, just looking at it from a player stance, not a contract stance, looking at it from a player stance, Booker maybe is a little bit more of a versatile player in terms of passing uh, catching the ball and also running the ball. But I do think Goldman is slightly of uh, a bit of a better runner than Booker um, because Goldman, he faced an 8-plus man box. I mean, I've talked about this a ton on this show. 40% of the time, Devontae Booker faced an 8-plus man box 17% of the time, um, but still, the average yards per carry, it actually was a, a decimal point in favor of Wayne Gallman in 2020. The rushing yards over expected per attempt. Wayne Gallman actually had Devontae Booker beat by almost a quarter of a yard, which is significant. It's not like, you know, a, a smaller amount because, again, rushing yards over expected. You know, it, it, that metric is able to measure what is an individual running back expected to do on his own based off of all of the GPS tracking data that's around him. Um, which still, Devontae Booker. Breaking, uh,
0: breaking news. Dalvin Thomason to the Vikings. Oh, oh, how ironic. Two years, 22 mil. Oh, that 20 hurts. 20 million guaranteed.
1: Oh, man. That's not a that's not a big number, right?
0: No. The Giants are going after Kenny Galladay. They have to be. Restructure Leonard Williams. Yeah. There's no uh, mean hmm. we lose another defensive tackle to the Vikings.
1: I, that's what I'm saying. How I how ironic.
0: Let's power through this running back stuff because we're gonna talk about Austin Johnson and we're gonna talk about Dalvin I'm anyway. Still, so let's, I'm
1: still in the middle of a thought.
0: Yeah, let's power through this running back talk. I'm still
1: in the middle of a thought. So you know, basically, I think Wayne Gallman's a little bit, little bit of a better runner than um, Devontae Booker. But the something that they do have very much in common, Bobby. You mentioned this with the eye test. Well, the analytics backs it up. Time behind the line of scrimmage. Wayne Gallman was third in the National Football League in the least amount of time spent behind the line of scrimmage. Devonte Booker was first. Like there was nobody that spent. The like less time behind the line of scrimmage per carry than Devontae Booker at two point five seconds,
0: um, time behind the line of scrimmage per average. So the Giants um, do use analytics. That's that seems like that's not a coincidence.
1: Well, I would like to think that they maybe have the philosophy of their backup running back of when you're in the game, we want you to just get yards. We're not looking
0: for you to get the big
1: play. We just want you to get some yards. So that's my that's my little little take on. Devontae Booker, Uh, you know, the yards after contact numbers, when you compare it to Morris and Gallman, Booker had the least amount of yards after contact per attempt, but I'm not stressing that.
0: Um, So Gallman this past year averaged, you know, 4.6 yards per carry while, while uh, Booker averaged 4.5. Now, granted, you know, you mentioned the eight man box stuff. um, So there is a difference there, but here's something that's important to me because Saquon is coming back. And this has always been my gripe with Wayne Gallman is Wayne Gallman needs volume. He doesn't produce when he doesn't get volume. And so I looked at, you know, Wayne Gallman's 2018 and 2019 numbers, where he was the backup to Saquon uh, primarily. He had 80 carries for 286 yards, 3.57 yards per carry. That's not good. Those are, ba- those are bad numbers. Devontae Booker, this past year, I, I all his games where he had six or more carries, you know, or sorry, you know, Devontae Booker averages that 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, and the Devontae Barker, when he does have, like, if he ha- if he does get called on and he has those um, those, uh, six or more carries, his numbers are 53 carries, 272 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. So I do, that is where I like F- Booker more than Gallman, is that Booker can do it when he's getting volume and he can do it when he's just a spellback. When he's yeah. a spellback, he's going to have those big plays and when he's the, you know, when he's getting 16 carries, he's able to... You know, be consistent and and at the end of the day, feel good about the production he gave you. And I Absolutely. think that is the biggest difference between Booker and Gallman. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, blocking, pretty good blocker. Um, I only you know I found I I looked at games where he had pass blocking reps. One he had five, one he had four. I thought he looked good in those. Um, Plays a little bit of special teams. Uh, you yeah, know, we're not big special teams guys, but they the Giants are. I still think Alfred Morris should come back though as the third running back. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Alfred Morris was a good backup. He had fifty-five carries, two hundred thirty-eight yards, one touchdown, four point three yards per carry. Alfred Morris was fine as the backup running back.
1: Here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I feel like we we just finished talking about, and this, I, I guess, bringing back Alfred Morris on the on the on a on the league minimum doesn't restrict the Giants from going out and getting a se- – uh, well, they don't have a seventh-round draft pick. A sixth-round draft pick or an undrafted free agent running back and then having that guy beat out Alfred Morris. That doesn't prevent us from doing that. So, sure, bring back Alfred Morris. I'd still yeah. like the Giants to go out and try and get some younger guy to hopefully be on the roster
0: for Undrafted free agent bit. or sixth-round pick?
1: I mean, you- because we only have six draft picks, I would prefer an undrafted free agent.
0: Yeah. Day three, you go BPA. That's yeah. You truly do go BPA. Deep. That's why when we were talking about Toy Lolo, it's like, why shoehorn the Giants into have to drafting a tight end on day three? Yeah. Um. So, uh, So Devontae Booker, I think he'll do all right in this role. The money, it's, it's, it's a little confusing of why they're doing this right now. When you see backup running backs all over the league getting you know, bare minimum scraps and doing pretty decent in in their roles. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. All right. So let's let me, you know what we're going to do, Justin? What are we going to do? Free agency is madness for us. And March is, but we're going to talk about some real March madness. And March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. Madness. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the... Center of action. Bet four dollars on an underdog. Who? What's an underdog? We like. I think I'm going Ohio over Virginia. went So bet four dollars on an underdog. Win two hundred and fifty-six dollars if they win. It's that simple, baby. Turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars. To one. And it is sixty-four to one odds. How about that? Sixty-four to one odds. That's you. You don't get that. You know, like Kevin says, you always take those odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into $64. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. You got $4 here, so even you get, it's That's less than a Little Caesar's pizza. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball is not for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choice pulls off the upset. That's code JOHNBOY to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100 gambler or an in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Dalvin, it's been real. Why don't you give me your thoughts while I put together my Dalvin Tomlinson tweet? It's ironic. Lost him to the Vikings. That's going to be a big talking
1: point. That's going to have zero significance on the situation. What's uh, like zero significance that he's going to the same team, but it's going to be a talking point. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson, one of the best and most consistent giants that we've had in a while. Um, I feel like this is, I feel like because I'm talking by myself right now, it's almost like he passed away.
0: Now, no, that was very sad the way
1: you said that. I was it was, right? Well, you just kind of just put it on me. So I'm I feel- listening to you. You're good. Good. Okay.
0: Well, how about I, but, but- I talk through this tweet? Love Dalvin Thomason, but the writing was on the wall when he wasn't extended uh pre-free agency. Kind of frustrated he wasn't traded. Because
1: you we knew this was coming. We were more sure that he was not going to come back. Than was going to come back. Especially with the cap. Could he get a comp pick? No, I mean, he's not even getting paid as much as we thought.
0: They'll probably get a comp pick out of it, though.
1: What, a fifth rounder?
0: I I, I don't know. I I don't know how it all works. I mean, nobody technically knows how the comp picks work.
1: Yeah. We got a third rounder for Landon Collins, who got paid a, a King's Ransom. And he did play 16 games. So we know Dalvin Tomlinson's going to play 16 games. So just stinks. This is I mean, this is, this is just, uh, it's also just another example of, you know, the Giants are overpaying for backups when they're letting their good players walk out the door. Bobby, there's a chance that Leonard Williams could, could walk. Now, granted, that's an entirely different situation than Dalvin Tomlinson. But this is just another example of a good football player who just is not seeing a good portion of their second contract with the Giants. I hate to kind of tie it into the whole, you know, Beckham had off the field issues. Collins had off the field issues. Those guys were, you know, mental cases. Clearly, when they left the team, more things came out. But still, it's just like, oh, we love this player. We re- we feel really good about this player. And then another example of no matter if they're good people, bad people, good teammates, bad teammates, we just can't seem to keep our good players, and it's frustrating. But we got to keep bum ass Nate Solder. Sorry. Well, we understand.
0: We know why Nate Solder is being. I kept. know, but
1: I'm just I, I, I'm a fan, and I'm frustrated.
0: I'm not like heartbroken about losing Dalvin. I'm not. Um, I'm not
1: heartbroken, but still, you know, especially, Bobby, can you read the details? I made peace with this midseason. Can you read the details of that contract again? All right. You can hear a lot of clicking in the podcast, but. This is what hurts the most.
0: It's being what hurts the most. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Details. The Packers tried the trade for Dalvin midseason. Now they'll see him twice a year.
1: Wonder if they tried to go after him.
0: Two years, twenty-two million, twenty million dollars, totally total guarantee, sixteen million, fully guaranteed, fifteen million dollars signing both, sixteen million dollar first year. What was the first year cap hit? Um, sixteen.
1: There's a lot of numbers just thrown at me. I heard twenty million fully guaranteed. Just look so at the and porch suite. Then I heard well twenty. I heard twenty-two million. So that's eleven and eleven, but sixteen million is this year.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I mean the first year cap hit is certainly more than we thought but when you break it down to two year two years 22 million we were expecting him to you know maybe get like two years if you want to put her just on that two year scale maybe two years 28 million
0: Yeah they should have traded him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean we are 1 in 7 at the time of the trade deadline. And it would have been a good way to see how this D line like you know how BJ Hill performs and how you know Dex and Leo, you know, perform without him. It, it would Austin have been Austin
1: Johnson. Should you bring him back? Which
0: we already did. <laughs> yeah, they should have figured out a way to trade him. They are not figure out. They should have traded him. Unless the comp pick, unless they're bringing back like a third round. I, I mean, we don't know what the what the Packers are offering. I would like to. I would like to see what was offered from him by Ian Rappaport and not by Matt Miller saying that you know the Giants were offered a first round pick for Landon Collins because Matt Miller's a liar. Right.
1: Right. I wasn't, and w- when I brought up Landon Collins, I wasn't even bringing up the trading aspect. I was just talking about another good player. Like, the, I feel, you know, Giants don't have good players coming in and out of their building every year, right? Um, <laughs> so when they lose a good player, it's kind of a big deal. It's, it's, it's frustrating. But at the same time, we very much expect the Dalvin Tomlinson to not be here. But when you look at the contract and you look at the breakdown of it, Especially when we kind of got the reports and, you know, from our, you know, good friend Pat Regazzo that Dalvin Thompson would have loved to stay a Giant. It clearly just didn't work out between those two sides and it worked out with another side.
0: Yeah. That being said, the Giants are prepared to move on from Dalvin. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about Austin Johnson in a second. BJ Hill is ready for a role. Uh, even RJ McIntosh. Like, RJ McIntosh might be like the best, like, fifth, you know, fifth guy in the defensive tackle rotation that a team could get. I know yeah. he didn't play at all this year. Um, but I, I think there's a reason they kept all six all year, even though yeah. RJ wasn't active for, for one single time. So the Giants are in a good situation to move on. Um, Let's even
1: look at it this way. Let's even look at it this way. What, Leonard Williams? Oh, this is this is going to be good on-the-fly knowledge, right? I believe Leonard Williams got some 70% of the snaps last year. That's my guess. And Leonard Williams, throughout his career, I think has actually gotten up to, in the 80s, throughout his career with the Jets. So I have the page pulled up right now. Um, Yes, 2020, 74% of the snaps. In 2018, 77%. The highest in his career was 2016. Ironically enough, does a star mean All-Pro or does a star mean Pro Bowl in pro football reference? A star means crap. I think it means uh, it means Pro Bowl. No, yeah, it's mean, it means Pro Bowl. So his only Pro Bowl season, Leonard Williams was 2016. That's when he received 87 percent of his snaps. Bobby, if the Giants are going to be paying Leonard Williams, especially if they can't, if they can't rescind this this uh, this uh, franchise tag, tag, if they can't re- if they can't work out some sort of extension with him, and they're going to be paying him the 21 million dollars or 19 million dollars, play him, Pl- play play him play him for 85% of the snaps and then b- bump bump up Dexter Lawrence's snap count snap share which I think his snap share is at 60 some percent bump him up to 70% and then have the rotation of other guys behind him
0: and Dex, Dexter Lawrence is you know he was he's already good but I can see a nice year three jump for Dexter Lawrence I mean it was year three for Dalvin when he made his jump um BJ Hill has talent I mean I mean, every time every time their defensive tackles are out on the field, they play well. B.J. Hill, when you watch him on film, he plays well. Austin Johnson, when you watch him on film, he plays well, besides Chicago. Um, R.J. McIntosh, when you watch him play in 2019 and 2018, he played well. So they were ready to move on from Dalvin. So that's why, I mean, we when the Giants didn't extend Dalvin Tomlinson during season, before the season, right after the season, I think we always kind of knew that Dalvin wasn't going to be around.
1: Yeah. You know, typically Giants, they set the precedent that if you are an important player to them, they do not like to see you going on the last year of your contract, which is why the Leonard Williams situation
0: is so messy. Yep. Um, So they brought back Austin Johnson on a one-year, $3 million guaranteed. Now, he does play the nose tackle. So, you know, Dex, you'll get nose tackle reps, but he doesn't play nose tackle. Leonard obviously doesn't play nose tackle. B.J. Hill doesn't. Austin does play the nose tackle, and I understand that he's going to be getting an like he's be gonna, he's he's going to be a more important piece. But I also am like, why does Dalvin Tomlinson leaving earn Austin Johnson a two hundred percent raise? Like Austin Johnson didn't do anything in twenty twenty to earn a two hundred percent raise. Now I get he's important and he'll have a good role and and you know they like what he did on film, but. I just don't see. I didn't. I don't. I didn't see any other teams going out and giving Austin Johnson a two hundred percent raise. I mean, you remember. I mean, last year, you know, we got him for the one and a half mil. I mean, he was a late signing. He, you know, was probably like a, you know, almost a week in the free agency. So it wasn't like teams were, you know, nipping nipping at the butt to, you know, to um to get to get Austin Johnson last year.
1: No, and again, it's it's just overpaying for depth. Now, do they genuinely see Austin Johnson getting a significant snap share?
0: Then they should have right. done a two, three-year deal like they did with Nick Gates if they see that coming forward, you know? And being like, all right, well, we we see a big thing coming for you. Let's lock you up for a couple more years.
1: Same thing with Devontae Booker. It's just confusing. It's just confusing. Now, this is what the Giants have done since cutting Kevin Zeidler, Right. This is what the Giants have done. They saved about maybe approximately $10 million. Approximately, I know the the 51st guy on the roster, it it screws things up and it doesn't actually maybe save. So approximately $10 million the Giants saved by cutting Kevin Slater. CJ Board, he gets the veteran minimum. Golly, I hope so, right? (laughs) Golly, I hope the Giants give CJ Board the veteran minimum, Okay. So uh, maybe around eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, rounded up to a million for shits and gigs. Austin Johnson gets three million. Devonte Booker maybe gets three million. I mean that's seven, seventy percent of your. Like Kevin Zeitler was supposed to be the big cut this offseason. They're not cutting Nate Soldier, so Kevin Zeitler was supposed to be the big cut this offseason. And you've basically have already wasted almost seventy percent of what you, of your cap savings from that one move in your first day of free agency two guys that you're bringing back who are depth pieces and then the other guys that back up running back it's just a bad look
0: yeah i agree man i i hate being like kind of frustrated with these smaller deals um cuz it's like you know what they're going to they're going to be able to do what they want to do but you you get you 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 don't you don't give Austin say you don't give Austin Johnson 3 mil that's 3 mil right there say you don't give Devontae Booker You know, one and a half mil. I guess that's you know it's all it's depending on expected cap. That's four and a half mil right there. Now you're you're six and a half mil away from Dalvin Thompson. You know, yeah. I feel like that like it it would have been better off to take you know get a nobody undrafted free agent, bring back freaking Javon Leak to be your backup running back, bring back Alfred Morris, and and do what you can to figure out a way to bring Dalvin back. They're flexible. They can figure it out. I would have rather done that than all this.
1: Which isn't the Nate Solder restructure supposedly being projected around saving the Giants $6 million? Yes. So that's the difference right there. Like, maybe not not reinvesting in Austin Johnson, not investing in Devontae Booker, and then getting the Nate Solder restructure done, and then that's the salary for Dalvin Tomlinson, which we're not saying that Oh, we, oh, we're really crying that Dalvin Tomlinson's not back. No, like Bob said, we have been expecting this. But to just put it in perspective, the little things that the Giants could have not done, and then the one big thing that the Giants still have to do, which apparently is agreed in principle, and we're just waiting for it to be official, I don't know. What's going on with Nate Solder? I don't know.
0: Well, you don't know not know what else is going on right now? Ryan Fitzpatrick to Washington. <laughs> One year, ten million dollars. I could grow to twelve mil with the incentives per source.
1: They're done. They're not doing anything else, right?
0: I don't know. Um,
1: Cam is back in New England, right?
0: Yeah, which was surprising. I guess it's it's pretty incentive based. Here, they're, but still,
1: they're spending like drunken sailors.
0: Uh, hey, they had a lot of guys opt out last year. Go for it. You got all this cap space. Go for it.
1: There, uh, that is a kind of a good spin. I will say. The Cowboys went into this free agency, not already like they they said we're not going to spend a lot. I actually thought they were going to get Dalvin Tomlinson. That would have been, I think, a really good fit. Um, unfortunately, for us, but luckily it didn't happen. Washington, they actually lost a boundary corner. They just got Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I don't I don't think puts any fear in anybody's hearts. And Philly's Philly. So looking across the NFC East. Giants necessarily haven't gotten worse. It's just that we haven't gotten better.
0: Yeah, but we're going to get Kenny Galladay, so it's all good.
1: Tomorrow. Exciting pod tomorrow.
0: I know, I know. I can't wait till we get Kenny Galladay. All right, Justin. Um, we were going to talk about the Lenny Williams rescind, but I just feel like that's being a dead horse at this point. Um, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, the market's been set with pass rushes with Carl Lawson, Hendrickson, uh, Shaq, uh, Shaq Barrett, Yannick. Where you think that maybe they might be able to fourth Leonard Williams hand, but I just don't see them rescinding that tag.
1: Do you see them trying to I mean, they're obviously they're gonna try to work out an extension. Do you do you, are you rooting for an extension with with the lower cap hit this year? Yes, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. That's the goal. Okay. All right, cool. Same here. <laughs> but he's not gonna he's not gonna sign for less than what the franchise tag is.
1: <sighs> like his,
0: his average angel value is not going to be less than the franchise tag well and that that's, then, the, that's then, the argument for rescinding the tag is if you rescind the tag you could possibly get him at lower than that which because the I don't think they go, will yeah the, the threat is the Jaguars
1: correct and so so here we go another and year is Leonard, not going
0: to lose Leonard Williams and Dalvin Thompson.
1: no and and another year where Leonard Williams can bet on bet on himself and because they lost to Alvin Thompson, like I said, there is a good chance where Leonard Williams' snap count can go up, and when you're on the field more, it means more opportunities for tackles, more opportunities for sacks, more off- more opportunities for QB hits, more
0: opportunities for tackles for loss. Woo! Um, all right, let's let's call it an episode, Justin. Let's call it. Um, call we, it eleven ten. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back whenever the giants will probably be back for an episode tomorrow. I mean, let's, let's just, let's just be real. We'll probably be back for an episode tomorrow. Hopefully it's a Kenny Galladay celebration. Um, so a, a very uneventful day one for the New York giants, a very uneventful day one for the New York giants. We'll see what happens, man. A lot to be done for the giants, a lot to be done. I, I think we have only seen the beginning of what the, the moves these giants are going to do. Um, you know, I don't think they let I don't don't think they let Dalvin Thomason walk if they didn't have bigger plans with a a wide receiver. Are they promised they were gonna get uh weapons. I think we're gonna see something big, and maybe you've already seen it by time you're listening to this portion of the episode. Alright, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back. Until then, let's go big blue.